This morning's reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. And it's in three parts. So I'm going to read verses 1 to 3, then we jump to 16 and 17, and we finish with verse 21. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Verse 16. He who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Good morning. Um, I, had, I was feeling quite confident until you did this and you've instilled in people's mind the whole thing is the Marmite speaker or not, but we'll see how that goes. Um, you've been going to a mission series here at the church. I'm not sure how far you are actually through it, but if it's like the typical mission series in a church, you've probably heard story after story of people who God is using and about different places that those people go to and places that you could go to and be used as well. If I wanted to dive into that tradition, I would start telling you stories about people like James and Carolyn Webb, who you've already mentioned, you support. Thank you very much for all the people who pray for them, give, encourage them, things like that. But people like James and Carolyn are working in spiritually parts of spiritually needy parts of Europe because there's people who still need to know Jesus. And Europe, even though if you go visit it, and probably many of you have on holiday, there's a lot of steeples. Europe is full of churches, but the trick is if you get into those churches, a lot of them are much more empty than this, With well, before COVID. Um, and there's just not that many people in Europe who do know Jesus. It really is a mission field. So just so that I will, um, if any of my trustees are listening in today, tick my little Europe, sell Europe as a mission field box. Uh, let's say you were going to a country and getting a random thousand people together to check and see how many of them know Jesus. Now God's the only one who really knows that, so I'm going to use the are they evangelical Christians box to tick so I can get statistics for that. I can't get total statistics on how many people really know Jesus. But if you use that as your box, and you were to go into Kuwait, the Arab country of Kuwait, and check and see how many Christians there were per thousand, there would be more Christians per thousand in Kuwait than you would find if you did the same thing in Greece. There would be more Christians in Kuwait than you would find if you did the same thing in Poland. 
There would be more Christians in Kuwait than if you did the same thing in places like France and Spain. And we don't think of places like that as being mission fields. But if you actually look at the statistics as best we can get them, Europe's a needy place. And that's why James and Carolyn are in the Basque country of Spain, which is even for Spain a spiritually resistant area. So thank you for supporting them. But rather than going on and on and on like that, because I'm assuming you've probably heard a few stories already, I want to ask you a couple questions based on today's reading. The first one is very simple. Do you want God to use you? Whether that be in a place like Europe or further afield or right here in Brighton at Hope or wherever is home for you. Because God really used the followers that we saw in this story today. Jesus used these people and wouldn't it be cool to have experiences like they did? So the core question for me for this morning is, How did they get ready to be used in such an exciting way? And how can we learn from that how we can be used? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of do a quick 30,000 foot zoop over the top of the story we just heard and pull out four key things that will help you be able to be used by God, whether it's in the mission field or whether it's right here. And not surprisingly, because I'm standing in front of a podium in a church, it's going to all be about Jesus. Okay, so you ready to go? Point one, be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. The, the story we, the reason I picked this section out is we're used to hearing stuff about the twelve and we start somehow thinking they are special and obviously God used them in special ways. But suddenly we have the 72. It goes much bigger than just these really special apostly people. There's a bunch of other people Jesus used. Um, and I hate to tell you, you're not going to get to probably be one of the 12 apostles. That's already been ticked. So it's easier to relate to the 72. And there's so many of them that we don't even get their names. Just to put it in, in kind of context, doesn't work for you people at home. But 72 is more people than we probably have here. So we're talking a chunk of people. So Jesus sent these people out. But he sent out people who were with him. He didn't go find 72 people on the street who he'd never met before. These were people who were with Jesus. So it's a very simple principle. The first one, if you want God to use them, start spending time with Jesus. Point two, learn from Jesus. Don't just hang out with him and don't learn anything. Learn from him. He didn't send them out in chapter one. Well, don't get tied up on deep theology if it's very hard for him to send him out before he was born or he was a baby or something. But the, the basic idea was he didn't send these people out the very first time he met them. He had spent time with them. And as they spent time with Jesus, they learned about him. They learned about his character. They learned about how he treated other people. How he showed love. How he related to his Father in heaven. Um, How he dealt with demons and storms on lakes and sickness. 
and by watching Jesus do all these things, they learned. But what I think is cool about Jesus is they didn't, like here, they didn't just learn by listening. They learned by doing. It's amazing when you read through the Gospels, the way Jesus got his followers involved. And he didn't wait till they knew everything. He got them involved right away. So if you, got, if you want God to use you, then make sure you're learning from Jesus. And don't think in the involvement bit that you have to wait until you're perfect before he can use you. Because I hate to tell you, first off, you're never going to be perfect. If you think you are, it's really helpful to talk to a sibling. They will be perfectly happy to straighten you out. And you're never going to get there. So start letting Jesus use you now wherever you're at. Because I'm sure these 72 had some real issues as well. And if you start letting Jesus use you, you'll learn faster. A bit like an apprentice. You learn by watching the master. But you can learn so much by watching and then you have to start doing it. And then you learn it even faster. And that's how you become the master craftsman. So spend time with Jesus. Learn from Jesus. And that takes us on to point three. Act like Jesus. Act like Jesus. Now, we don't get the background of any of these people. We get the background of a little bit from some of the actual disciples, the apostles. But with 72 here, there's not time to put all that into the story. So we just get that thrown in. So we don't actually know what they were like before they met Jesus. Or what they were like before Jesus started changing them. But we do see the picture of what they're like at this stage in the story. So we can assume that Jesus has started to affect them. And so we can look and get some hints about what, how they start acting like Jesus. So in this story, it's really quite awesome. We see them coming back saying, We've cast out demons. That's a lot like Jesus. And we hear them delivering the same message as Jesus. He doesn't send them out with a different message. By the way, Jesus is coming. He's going to have all the really cool stuff to say. We're not very good. but you know. I mean, yes, you point to Jesus, but he says he's sending them out with the same message. So these people who have spent time with Jesus and have learned from Jesus... As they start acting as Jesus, we see them as sent ones. They are sent by Jesus. Jesus said in verse 16 that he was sent by the Father. He says, whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. So Jesus was sent by the Father. He turns around. He sends These people, and I'll be talking more about that this evening, that's your little advertisement to come back. If you think I was good and you liked the Marmite, you know, come back this evening. If you didn't, then whatever you do, listen to a video from Holy Trinity Brompton. So, if you want God to use you, then make sure you're acting like Jesus. It's not particularly deep. It's not that I think you've never taught this here before, but it's always good be reminded. And Jesus, even when he talked about this stuff, 
Jesus said, I only do the stuff I see the Father doing. So if Jesus was looking at the Father to see how he should act, it's pretty basic that we should be looking at Jesus to see how we should act. Okay, so if you're spending time with Jesus, if you're learning from Jesus, and you're starting to act like Jesus, what starts to happen? Point four. You become like Jesus. That's an awesome thing to think about. You actually become like Jesus. And there's a, there's a bit in here that's so big, I find it amazing. I think actually most of us miss it. I've already read it, but it just goes past because it's so big. Because it's hard for us to believe the scope of it. Jesus tells these 72 who he's sending out. Quote, whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. So think about it. Jesus speaking to them, I take that as Jesus speaking to us. So Jesus is saying, whoever rejects Judith, that's the problem by coming to the front, you see the speaker knows your name now. Whoever rejects Judith is rejecting Jesus. Really quite scary to be put in that kind of a circle. But that's what Jesus said to these people. It's not like they look at you and, yeah, you're wandering through, you're some weird person. Jesus says, no, you and I are so closely associated that if if somebody rejects Judith, he's rejecting Jesus. And he then says, whoever listens to Jane, listens to Jesus. So Jesus is putting us, obviously not equivalent to him as God and not equivalent to him as the one who gets crucified on our behalf or any of those kind of things, but his authority and its stuff, he's passing across expecting us to be that voice, to be that difference, to be that presence of God there. Wow! How do we get our head around that? We're not some unimportant thing that God might maybe want to use. Jesus said, and this isn't the 12 again, this is the 72. These are the ones we don't even get their names. If they listen to you, they're listening to me. But I also want to capture, because we're people, we have emotions. Let's look at the effect of this on the followers of Jesus. He said that stuff, he sent them out, they did what he told them to do. They came back and it said they returned feeling joy. Now, if you come through the fruit of the Spirit, I will be honest. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, etc. Joy is, when I try and track it, the one that I probably struggle with the most. I'm not a Eeyore, I'm not a miserable person, but joy isn't one of the ones. I'm maybe a little better at perseverance, unless you ask my siblings again. Um, But they came back feeling joy. So I look and I go, that's really cool. Joy is something I'd like to have more of. And they didn't have joy because they had a Ferrari, or in their case, probably the latest Egyptian chariot, or because they were on Israel's Got Talent. They had the joy because they saw the kingdom of heaven breaking into the world that they lived in. 
there was somebody who was ill and no one could cure them and they touched them and they were healed. Kingdom broke in and got rid of that sickness that wasn't supposed to have been here before Satan came and messed the world up and we listened to it. And there was someone who was trapped by demons and couldn't get free and they touched them or prayed for them and whatever and the demon was cast out and they saw God's power breaking in. God used them in ways that only to do stuff that only God can do. When, when James used to be here, he worked for the church at one stage. I asked him what was one of his highlights of the time being here. And he talked about he was part of a global cafe team that reached out to international students in this area. Because there's, as you probably know, thousands of students from other countries in Brighton and Hove. Um, and he said that he got to talk to people from, let me see, he said, China, Greece, Hong Kong, Libya, etc. About Jesus and some of them came to Christ and some he's still friends with. That's him doing what we're talking about. He was Jesus and he was Jesus' voice and he had impact. And it brought him enough joy that when I asked him about it, that's still the key thing he remembers from being here. It wasn't all the wonderful Sunday lunches or whatever else. It was the... God breaking in bit when he was willing to be used. So we talked about it giving joy to the 72. But how did what the 72, people like us, what did the people like us doing the right stuff, how did that affect Jesus? And this passage says, Jesus was full of joy too. Jesus was full of joy just because his people obeyed him and did what he said, and stuff happened. So if you want God to use you, and you want to become more like Jesus, then then go through those easy steps. Be with Jesus. Learn from Jesus. Act like Jesus. And you'll become more like Jesus. And as you do that, you're a lot easier for God to use. And this is ground zero for all of us who are already Christians. Whether you're at home, whether you're sitting here, whether you're from Congo, whether you're from Brazil, doesn't matter. If you're a Christian, this is ground zero for you. This isn't something special that only applies to the vicar or to a new curate, if you happen to have one. Welcome, Ben. To uh, somebody working for church army with a title. This is for all of us. Don't have to be on the mission field like James and Carolyn. Don't have to have a job. You don't have to have a degree. If you're a Christian, this applies to you. So try and take those things away with you. Don't let the complexity of heavy theology scare you off. Theology is good. But these 72, they never went to Bible college. What had they done? They'd been with Jesus. They'd learned from Jesus. They were acting like Jesus. And they became like Jesus. You do that, and you'll see things that start happening around you that will change the world that you live in. And it's real simple. That's what missions is all about. It doesn't matter where the place is. It's that simple. And if you do it, 
It'll give you joy. And it'll give joy to Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you that everybody sitting here who knows you is in your 72. They're all people you want to use. They're all people who you desperately love. And you died for because you desperately want to be with them and you've given them your Holy Spirit to help them do the stuff we're talking about today. So Lord, I pray the truth of this scripture will work out in their lives. That they'll have that joy as you use them and they get to know you. And that you'll have joy because of us getting closer to you and us doing what you want. Lord, amaze us like you amazed them. They came back saying, we couldn't believe you did this. I pray that for those people here and those people at home. That you will do that. And next week, or when they meet during the week, they'll be sharing these stories of you and giving each other joy. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.